0: Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5.
1: Good afternoon or good evening and welcome to the Catholic High Coaches Show. I'm your host, Tony Landry, and the CHS Coaches Show can be heard every Monday night from a little after 6 o'clock till about 6.45 until the end of the football season, then every other week beginning in January to the end of the school year. Of course, the CHS Coaches Show is brought to you in part by Gulf America Wire Rope, Romero's Power Sports, Sestia Wealth Management, the Landscape Ranch, Freeman's Furniture, Allstate Credit, r Glass, Hennigan Team Dentistry, the UPS Store, Catholic High School, Mustin Patu, Integrity Rentals, BNL Engine Repair, Gulf Marine, Action Specialties, HMC Farms, the Senate Campaign, uh, Dr. Rosenzweig's Group, United Fire and Safety, Swing Insurance, Stepco Products, Colder CPAs, HIS Fire and Safety, and Muso's uh, Investment Group. We're here at the studios of uh, Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240, uh, and 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is closed. And you can listen to the CHS Coaches Show wide streaming on the Internet at www.kane com, or you can sign up for Simple Radio app and negotiate through the app and listen to Kane Radio. And you can now listen to Kane Radio on the FM band, as I mentioned, 1075. if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa, play Kane 1240, and it will. Meanwhile, Coach Calvacai, another big win last Friday night against, a, correct me, but another 4A football team in uh, the Eunice Bobcats. Panthers had a great win uh, the week before against Leesville, the Wampus Cap, and came back last Friday with a, a road win over a tr- uh, 4A school. And uh, can you give our listeners a little synopsis of the game last Friday, Coach?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, they, they were a pretty good ball club. Um, offensively, they ran the wing tee and, and gave us a lot of trouble. Um, it's tough to tough to really prepare for for the speed of the game with the wing tee, with the scout team offense. Um, I thought our guys gave, gave our defense as good of a look as they could. Um, but it wasn't quite the same. Uh, those guys ran a pretty good wing tee. Uh, but, no, going into it, you know, we knew what we were kind of getting into. We knew it was going to be a physical ball game. Um, they were going to run the ball a lot, and they ended up, I think, having 50, 50 rushing attempts in the game. Um, but, you know, we started off uh, We started off offensively pretty fast. Uh, you know, our, one of our goals offensively is to score on the opening drive, and we, we went ahead and did that. Um, we were driving down the field, and we ended up running a little uh, sprint-out combination, a uh, flood concept. Uh, where you have a short, a flat, and then you have a 10-yard out and you have a vert. <clears throat> well, Jaden Mitchell had the 10-yard out. Um, they were kind of double covering him all night, but the second guy covering him over the top actually fell down, um, and Luke put the ball on him. He he, he turned upfield, and that guy that fell down was the only one that had a chance to make the play, so he, he, he ended up scoring on a 33-yard um, play. Uh, you know, honestly, me and me and uh, Coach Joe were on the headset saying, "All right, hit the flat, hit the flat, hit the flat," <laughs> and then he throws it. There, and Joe's like, "I think the guy fell down." So, so you know, it worked out. Um, so obviously, he yeah, could, those plays kind of work. He, he could see things we couldn't see. Um, but you know, like I said, it was a, it was a great pass, great catch, um, great run after catch, and he went in there and scored. Um, then we got the PAT after Bennett Boudreaux was was huge for us this week with the PATs,
1: and he's back uh, healthy again. I hope. too. Yes,
2: he is for for the most part. He's still he's still dealing with um his, his hip his uh, SI stuff a little bit, but not All like right. it was earlier on. Um, and like I said, it ended up being huge because we ended up winning because of, basically because of PATs. Um, so you know we we scored. Uh, Units got the ball back. They drove down pretty much the the rest of the first quarter. Um, the way that their offense was, they that you know they pick up. Three yards here, four yards there, two yards there. Um, went on a lot of fourth downs. Not sure exactly how many, what their conversion rate was. Um, but they ended up scoring, and we ended up lining up all sides for the PAT. Um, so they ended up moving them up to the one and a half yard line. They decide to go for two, and we actually stop them. Um, so that was a big, a big point yeah, in the game was, for true. us because that one point, you know, ended up, honestly ended up making the difference in the game. That's right. Um, you know, after that, it's pretty much the second quarter. After that series, we uh, we kind of stall out we get backed up uh we actually get pretty lucky with an inadvertent whistle um on the ensuing kickoff return after that uh they they do they did a bunch of sky kick stuff so we kind of adjusted our return to prepare for it okay well they kicked one and we had one of our front line guys kind of go back which is one of the things that we don't really want our guys to do but we didn't stress it as much as i should have um and it kind of went right through his arms He, he when he signaled for the fair catch though one of the officials blew their whistle so so um they recovered the fumble, but the inadvertent whistle made the play, made, made, right. made a replay. So, so that worked out for us. Um, but either way, they ended up kicking it off the next time, kind of getting behind us. So we ended up we ended up being backed up, um, ended up stalling out. Uh, so then the UNIS ends up scoring again.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you got you were down at one time in the game uh, by what uh, uh, what was it 13-7? Uh, 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 yes. In that regard.
2: Yeah. So we were down a couple times um, throughout the game. Uh it was kind of back and forth. We we started off first, we, we got the first score, went ahead, they scored to get to, to be down Y one because they didn't get the two point conversion. They went ahead we got back to within we got back to being ahead of them and they scored again to go ahead and we scored again. Uh, it was it was a pretty back and forth game. Um but either way they went down and scored again. Uh like I said they when they drive down the field they take up um quite a bit of time. Uh then we ended up going down Getting some, getting some movement, and uh, Luke throws a touchdown pass to Connor Segura, a 34-yard pass. Um, it was a little bit of a concept that we kind of came up with, that Joe Lizor kind of came up with um, that they did when he was at McNeese, um, the way that they kind of lined up to the nub side. So we, we went, you know, 11 personnel where we had three receivers out wide to the left, tight end nub, backside, um, kind of a corner concept uh, to, to to Was to the tight
1: end on? Uh, tight end uh, was on the
2: right side. Okay. To put some stress on the um, overhang player, the cornerback, so the running back swung, would swing out the backfield. Cor- tight end ran a corner route, so uh, you know we're kind of reading that overhang player. If he jumps the flat, we throw the corner. If he de- settles, we throw the flat. Well, he jumped the flat hard. Um, we threw the we threw the corner, but that 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 guy um, he he re. He redirected pretty well. He uh, recovered pretty well, and he almost actually broke up the ball. Oh, wow. But um, it got through right just in time. Uh, Connor caught the ball and, and took off, and, you know, the rest is history.
1: Yeah, and you um, went ahead uh, 14-13 at that time.
2: Yep, so that, that tied it up 13-13. Then Bennett kicked the, field, the PAT to go 14-13. Um, then Eunice goes down, scores again. We have about, I guess, about a minute and a half, somewhere between a minute and a half, two minutes to go. In um, the
1: second quarter.
2: Yep, in the second quarter, right before half. So we kind of go ahead and do our hurry up, our two-minute drill offense. Um we get down, I guess, around the, the twenty yard line, twenty two yard line, something like that. With about twelve seconds to go, uh, we take a we talk about talk to Luke about having to be a quick shot. You know, we can't we can't get sacked, we can't take a lot of time. Sure. Um, so the first play, we run one of our red zone combinations. Um, we we don't we don't connect. We have about I guess about seven seconds left, and I'm you know I'm trying to decide if I want to go for another play or if we want to go ahead and let, let Bennett kick the field goal because we want to you know we want to get some points. Um, so we kind of talk about it on the headset, and we decide to go for it. Uh, we run a vert concept, and Jaden runs a post right down the middle. They're playing middle field open, so the middle field's always kind of open. Um, Luke throws a dart right in there. Jaden makes a great catch, you know, makes one guy miss, gets in, scores with about two seconds to go in the half. Um, so, you know, we go up, we tie it 20-20. Bennett comes in, kicks the PAT. We go up 21-20 at the half. Um, we end up kicking the ball off, and that's the last play of the half.
1: So you're feeling pretty good about things, or do you uh, – yeah, with them running the ball uh, with their wing, uh, you know, I noticed through the course of the game uh, you gave up about 244 yards uh, through the course of the night. Uh, were you still feeling pretty comfortable with uh, how you were playing at, at halftime?
2: Um, yeah, you know, I felt like, you know, we were moving the ball pretty well offensively. Um, I figured our defense would come up with some big stops when they needed. Um, I was surprised we never got a turnover. I figured we were going to force a turnover at some point, but it just never really happened. Um, they kind of got lucky a few times. They did put the ball on the ground and kind of bounced right back into their hands. You know, sometimes it just goes that way. Um, but going into the third quarter, uh, those guys they they got the ball first. Start the second half, and they took nine out of twelve minutes to drive down and score to start oh, off wow. this, the third quarter. So, so you know that was a little bit deflating. Them having that big long drive and getting out there, getting the score going up, going up um, twenty seven twenty one again. Um, and then you know we get the ball back. But we actually we I think this is the one where we got a really good return. Uh, Karan Eugene had a really good return on one of them. I think it was yeah. this one. Give us really good I think he did,
1: yeah, 37 yards. I think he returned
2: yeah. it. And then uh, so we end up going ahead scoring. We get, you know, we get within the 10-yard line. We end up running a little quarterback quarterback sweep uh, where we have two lead blockers in Javon and uh, Devin Mouton. Um, and Luke, Luke squeezes in there for a six-yard touchdown. Um, then Bennett Boudreaux kicks the PAT to go up 28-27. Uh, so then, we're, then we go into the fourth quarter. Uh, Unis ends up driving down scoring. They go up twenty eight. Uh, they go up 28 they decide to go for two, um, All right. to try to you know to try to tie it up. Uh, if we do score again, if we go for get seven, um, they go for two. We, we we hold them out. We keep them short. And that's um, the
1: second time tonight that they were yep. successful. In two that was the second attempts.
2: time. So that was a big time play for us for our defense. Um, and, you know, like I said, we, we get the ball back. We end up going down, driving. We score. Luke, runs it. Luke gets another rushing touchdown um, from, like, the four-yard line this time.
1: And what t- kind of time you got left in that game uh, once Luke scores that uh, final touchdown? When Luke for scored, the there was
2: probably about four minutes to go. Okay. So, so they got a little time to drive so down the field. They did have some time. Um, you know, I knew, I knew it was be tough for them just because of what they do offensively. But there was definitely enough time for them to, you know, to run their offense and, and move the ball and have a chance. Um, so we decided to go for two instead of – because we're up by one. So if we get the two point conversion is three they had a pretty good kicker who who made all his PATs that he attempted all right um so you know if we're up by three they kick the field goal at least it's a tie so we go ahead and do our little two-point play that we we kind of drew up that we we do pretty often um where our a back our tailback free releases into the flats that's normally our first our first target then Jaden Mitchell has a corner over the top second target and then our um ex-receiver Gavin Roy has like a snag route where he hitches up and then works out would be the third option um, well, they hold Tristan. Tristan was in that running back for it. He's our two point play guy. Um, and their overhang holds him terribly. We don't get a call on it, but Jaden works. Um, you know, once Luke starts scrambling, Jaden starts moving around, making making some moves. Um, Luke throws it up to him around the sideline. He goes up and makes a phenomenal catch, keeping his foot and in, in, keeping his foot in bounds. I mean, it, it was it was a really special catch. Um, so he, you know, we convert it right there. We go up three points. So you know, that's that's big time. A field goal only ties. It won't you know won't put him ahead. Um, then we go ahead and kick the ball off. They actually have a pretty pretty good return. Unfortunately, we weren't. We're hoping we would um, hold them back, but they had pretty good field position. Um, but they decide. I guess they were they were worried about the time. Uh, they I don't think they had any more timeouts left. Uh, so so yeah. it was stressful. Um, they decided to try to throw the ball and, and they kind of go three and out right there. They go for it on fourth down. We stop them. Um, so that's still about. I guess two and a half minutes, something like that. So, you know.
1: You've got to sit on the ball for two and a half minutes. So we're
2: trying we to get a first down. If we can get a first down, ball game's over. That's right. Um, we end up getting a first down. Uh, there's still about a minute 40 left, what, something like that. So we kneel it three times. Um, you know, the best, that old victory formation yep, never best, fails. The best offensive formation, best offensive <laughs> play in the game, the victory formation. Um, so, you know, we took the last knee, and then our guys just started celebrating, you know, shook hands with the 50-yard line and uh, went, went, went went do our thing.
1: Well, Coach, just looking at the final stats, you had 19 first downs. You had a good mix. You had uh, 24 rushes for 142 yards. You also uh, completed 12 passes for 181 yards. Uh, so pretty good mix there, a balance uh, for your team. I'm sure you were pleased with that. But the one dot, I guess, over on the defensive side was giving up 244 yards. And uh, was most of that kind of mix, meaning in the first half and the second half? Or uh, Yeah, they,
2: they, they moved the ball pretty consistently both halves. Um, you know, I think – like I said, it's tough to really prepare for a, a good wing tee team, um, you know, especially the first time you see it all year. Um, I feel like our guys didn't necessarily read their keys as well as they could have. Um, and, you know, that's one thing that we're going to work on for, for next week when we play Delcombe, who also runs the wing tee. Um, but, you know, we, we had some good film. We did some good things, some really good things. Uh, you know, we had a lot of things to correct, which it's always a lot nicer making those corrections after a win than after a loss.
1: Yeah, one thing I do see, and that's something uh, kind of surprised, uh, and I don't know if how accurate, but you had ten penalties for fifty-four yards. Is that uh, pretty uh, pretty accurate? I think in that regard uh, uh, that night, uh, were they mostly uh, penalties with uh, a false starts or combination offsides or uh, uh, that night? That, that's what I'm reading here. I know we uh, had
2: I know we had a few offsides, a few false starts. Um, I know we had a couple of, of illegal procedures on offense, so that might be about right. Um, but I, uh, I feel it, like some of the calls were a, were a little a little ticky tacky. Um, uh-huh. but, but no, I mean I guess that's probably about right.
1: Uh, was the uh, uh, I guess the officiating crew from uh, Lake Charles.
2: Actually, I think they were for Alexandria. Oh, really? I think, oh, okay. I think that's what uh, the, the official court said. They were an Alexandria um, official association. And you
1: only had, if I'm corrected, you only had one turnover. You had an interception. Yes. During the course of the game, was that in the first half, second uh, half? That first half? That was in the first half. That was probably
2: early in the second quarter. We were actually okay. backed up a little bit. Um, it was after that, that kickoff that went, went pretty far back. Um, it was a third and long situation where we tried to kind of take a shot Um, You know, I I was back and forth if I wanted to run that play or a different play. And, you know, I probably didn't make the right call. They had a good defense for it. And their their cornerback made a great play on it. Uh, Luke threw a pretty good ball. um, You know, like I said, their cornerback made a really good play on it. Probably wasn't the best play call, but, you know, it is what it is.
1: Well, you were 3-9 on on, uh, third down conversions, but you were 2-2 for on fourth down conversions with most of them uh, in the plus territory.
2: Yes. Um, the first one, I believe, was on that opening drive. It All was right. like a fourth and one. Um, and the second one might have been later in the game, but I don't remember exactly when.
1: Okay. But having a six foot two, 240 pounder running back, I'm sure you were pretty pleased to have uh, Devin Brown back uh, for the Panthers uh, uh, he gives you uh, that uh, big uh, tailback or fullback back there that can move the line a little bit too. Yeah, and he had a pretty good night too. That was
2: actually his first carry of the night that opening drive whenever we were that fourth and fourth and about one. Um, you know, Marcus started it all for us. He, he's been our guy all year, so he'll still he'll still start you know start things off for right now for sure. Um, and that was Javon's first carry was that fourth and one to pick it up, and he did a good job. Anyway,
1: uh so uh with that uh, the Panthers go to 4 and 1 on the year with uh losing your opening game, but in the meantime, Javon Brown had uh, 11 carries for 58 yards, Marcus Austin, 6 carries 56 yards, he must have had a nice run in there somewhere. Of course, even Luke Landry, 6 carries for 23 yards and a couple scores. Of course, he threw for a couple scores also and uh he was 12 out of 21 for 181 yards, three touchdowns and at one lone pick. Meanwhile, Jaden Mitchell seems like the go-to guy when you got an opportunity. Four catches for 83 yards and a couple scores. Connor uh, Segura uh, finally uh, uh, gets in the end zone, too. Um, I think that was his first score of the year, if my memory serves me correctly.
2: Uh, it, it was definitely his first score of the, um, a regular season game. I don't know. He might have he had something in the scrimmage or the okay. January or something. All right, but, but one catch for 34
1: season. yards, and, uh, and you pretty much spread the ball around, too. Tristan Lewis had two catches along with Jake Wyman and uh, Marcus Austin uh, along with Joseph LeBlanc. And Gavin Roy, uh so you move the ball around and uh kind of make other teams kind of think, "Oh, what's coming next?" Too, you know, they're not just uh kind of. Of course, Jade Mitchell you said probably drew double coverage some of the time during the course of the night. I'm pretty sure against teams, so that's something that uh, you've got other guys that uh, can catch the football. I'm sure that's very important to you too, Coach.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know that, that proves that Jake's doing a good. I mean, Luke's doing a good job. Um reading his keys and throwing the ball where it's supposed to be obviously like I said Jaden you know and 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 the offense that I that I call our slot receiver normally is the guy that gets the most looks but um but you know Jake's Luke's doing a great job of um mixing it up throwing it to different guys and different coverages in different situations
1: well the, the polls were released I don't know if they were late yesterday or sometime today but Catholic High breaks into the top 10 in class 2A coach uh uh, with a 4-1 and, one, four and one record, you got 51 votes uh, by the Louisiana writers, And, uh, of course, uh, coming in at number 11, we're going to talk about them uh, in the next segment. Uh, a team you're pretty familiar with, Ascension Episcopal Blue Gators, uh, come in at 11th in the state 2A rankings. And uh, the Blue Gators are the next game uh, Friday night over in Youngsville. And uh, with that, Coach, uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first break and come back in the second segment. We're going to talk about the Blue Gators and uh, what fans can look forward to see come Friday night over in Youngsville. You're listening to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this.
3: Catholic High School is dedicated to the development of 4th through 12th grade students through academic excellence and Christ-centered values rooted in caring discipline, compassion, and zeal. CHS offers a variety of classes to serve all students, including band, photography, dual enrollment college credit courses, as well as 14 sports for male and female students. Call us today for your personal tour and visit www.chspanthers.com for more details.
1: Looking for a quick and easy no hassle loan? Look no longer and go visit Shirlo or Ruby at Allstate Credit. The good folks at Allstate Credit are willing to help you with a small loan. They will treat you as a special and personable customer because they've been serving New Iberia for almost a half a century. So stress no longer. Come visit Sherlock Ruby at Allstate Credit at 1112 Center Street or call them at 364-4538. Allstate Credit all the time.
0: From the Kawasaki Ninja Sports bikes to the Kawasaki Jet Ski Watercraft, Kawasaki and Romero Power Sports makes it easier than ever to put yourself on your dream machine. Right now, Romero Power Sports and Kawasaki are offering their lowest payments of the year on all Kawasaki vehicles. Choose from the great lineup of Kawasaki motorcycles, ATVs, Watercraft Mule Utility Vehicles, and the Tarex lineup of SUVs. Whatever you need, Romero Power Sports Sports and Kawasaki offer great prices, financing, and the famous Ramirez service after the
1: sale. Kawasaki and Ramirez Power Sports let the good times roll at 900 South Lewis Street in New Iberia. Hi, I'm Tony Landry for Gulf America Wire Rope in Catholic High School, and at Gulf America Wire Rope is an all-field service company which is dedicated to speedy customer service and technical leadership. Gulf America Wire Rope is owned and operated by brothers Jed and Drew LeBlanc, both CHS graduates. Their knowledge and leadership skills were obtained through CHS has brought them success in the business world. Go visit Jed and Drew at their Broussard location, and they're always ready to talk CHS sports. And remember, Go Big Red. BNL Engine Service is in
0: need of two diesel technicians who are experienced in repairing and servicing 18-wheelers. You must have your own tools, transportation, and a clean driving record. Pay is dependent upon experience benefits include employee health care holiday pay and vacation pay call 337-365-2111 for more information once again call 337-365-2111 local news talk sports
1: and the hits of the 60s 70s and 80s Kane 107.5 Welcome back to the CHS Coaches Show. I'm your host, Tony Landry, along with head football coach uh, Matt Desimo. And, Coach, uh, pretty familiar team this weekend, if I may say so, as the Panthers will travel to Youngsville to take on the Blue Gators Ascension, uh, 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 a team that uh, you're quite familiar with, too. And what can fans who attend the game Friday night look for with this Blue Gator team?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I know those guys pretty well. Uh, before I really get into that, uh, I do want to give some love to our young guys. Um, our JV played Kaplan on Tuesday last week and they ended up winning 12-7. to um, So our JV team is 4-1 on the year. So, you know, those young guys work hard sure. too. Um, don't get quite as many reps every on the day in, day out basis as the boys that you guys do, but they give us a great look for Friday nights to prepare for the game and they go out there and they've been doing a great job all year long competing on Tuesday nights.
1: Anyway, coach uh this game this uh, Friday uh, night over in Youngsville, uh, first district game of the year of course, if my uh, i 'm trying to remember if uh, Ascension Episcopal comes into that game or they
2: they're three and two, two.
1: okay, losing to uh, vermilion Catholic and i 'm trying to remember who i'll say' Brobridge. yeah Brobridge beat them pretty soundly too, yep. fifty five to fourteen or something of that nature. Uh, with that course, pro Bridge, a uh, uh, 4A classification school, though. But uh, in the meantime, uh, what can fans expect offensively uh, with regards to the Blue Gators? What would kind of, they run out of and all?
2: Yeah, um, you know, offensively, they'd be very similar to, we, to what we do. Um, you know, they, they're still kind of doing the same offense that I, that I started over there, that me and actually Mike started over okay. there years ago. Um, coach DiMaggio, who, who is the offensive coordinator now, who was the head coach at Lafayette High, in like 2015, up till about 2015, somewhere in that range, All right. um, he kind of took over, and I'm pretty sure similar, you know, similar um, system that I was doing when I was there. Um, you know, obviously on film, you can see it, it is pretty similar. Um, so they they base mostly out of 11 personnel. They're they're pretty balanced run pass offense. Um, they have some pretty good players, some pretty good skilled players that are very, very well coached. But um, always have had pretty defense. good skilled players, yeah. if
1: my memory serves me correctly. Yeah, they're
2: always pretty solid kids. Um, you know, they're very well coached. They're technically sound. They do a lot of really good things. Um, so, you know, we'll have to go out there and, and, and defensively play play a sound, solid game to uh, better slow them down and get some turnovers and, and get some stops here and there.
1: What kind of size do they have compared to your team, too, uh, uh, Coach?
2: Um it looks like they're they're a little bit smaller than we are. we probably we probably have the advantage as far as size goes and all, all that. Right. Um I would say they're probably a little bit smaller. They have some decent size guys here and there. Um, but overall, I mean, we, we have a lot – our numbers are bigger. We have more numbers, and we have, I'd say uh, physically we're probably a, a decent bit bigger too.
1: Do they have many kids that are going to go both ways for them, do you notice? Have you noticed whether, of course, being an offensive coordinator defensively, do you see some of those offensive linemen playing D-line?
2: Yeah, they do have some guys that play both ways, kind of like us. It's mostly they're, they're, they're big guys, they're O-line, D-line guys. Um, you know, with that being said, that you know, one of the things that's changed since I was there, um, I think even since last year, they've gone more to a three-down defensive front. Okay. Um, you know, they used to be a four-two-five. Now they're more of a, a three-four um, defense, uh, probably because of the lack of of big guys up front, just to kind of rest those guys out.
1: Will they drop a safety down uh, close every once in a while. Well, while they we anticipate f- a run.
2: They'll play. They'll play two overhangs. So it'll be like okay. a three-four. So they will have five guys in the box with two overhangs. Um, who can help in and out. Um, they're pretty much contained players, so a lot of times they're defensive tackles or B-gap players to force it out to them. Um, and they do like to play a lot of middle field open with, you know, cover four with two safeties back there to take away um, four verticals and things like that.
1: So basically you're telling me they're pretty much a shadow of your team, offensive and defensively to a certain degree?
2: Um, Offensively, very much so. Uh, defensively, we're, we're a little bit different. Um, we have been we base out of a four two five. 2 um, We do – uh, probably more multiple coverage stuff than they do, um, but they do they, they do change their coverages. They'll play some cover four, some two, some three, depending on different personnel groups. Um, they definitely don't play as much man coverage as we do at times. Um, but they i mean they are similar they they're very similar
1: and offensively were they uh, 60 40 run throw or 40 60 throw I, run i
2: don't know exactly i would say they're pr- pretty balanced i mean i would say okay. i would say they're pretty close to uh, 50 50 i mean i'm sure they're not exactly 50 50 but i didn't i didn't do the uh, breakdown coach o may coach o may have maybe right. they'll tell you that but uh they're pretty they're pretty balanced
1: but if i can recall they had maybe it was a senior last year they had a quarterback that winged the ball pretty good uh last year too uh for uh, Ascension Episcopal, and, uh, I don't know if he moved on graduated or what, uh, with regards to their quarterback, and, uh, he could throw it, too, and I think he played some as a freshman.
2: He, uh, he did graduate. Um, he didn't play too much as a freshman. He, he also
1: played basketball, too, if yeah, I he remember was a good basketball
2: right. player. He's also a track guy. He's actually playing football at Centenary right now. Oh, good for him. Okay. Um, but, no, he, he was a good player. Uh, you know, I, obviously I knew those guys pretty well. I coached sure. those seniors last year for three years. So the seniors this year, I coached as freshmen and sophomores. And they
1: had a young man, a, a wingback or a wide receiver that could really fly, too. Uh, wasn't real big. But I'm trying to remember his name. Played basketball, Austin Mills. Yes, that's yep, who he is. He was a really good little player. He's a uh, he was
2: a football, basketball, baseball guy. That's right. You know, he showed a ma- sure lot, lot of multi-sport athletes.
1: Yes, yes. And uh, anyway, it should be an interesting contest. Uh, of course, Ascension Episcopal, uh with, with these polls, you know, they come in at number eleven. Well, the uh, Panthers come in at tenth, and uh, of course, four game winning streak for you, coach. And uh, didn't check the powerpoints. I don't know if it's something you might have looked at with regards to uh, where the Panthers play right now. Of course, a big vote tomorrow uh, with the principals, and we're going to see what's going to take yep. place with yep, regards to
2: select non-select. It should be interesting. Um I, You know, I, I really don't know. I know a lot of the schools we talked to in the area, are, you know, are going to vote yes to go back to the definition that it was last year. Um, but you know, I haven't. We haven't talked to that many schools. And,
1: well, I know yeah, one yeah. local coach without naming names that's totally against uh, how they put them in a classification uh, this past year with the select. And uh, I do know he'd like to see it uh, go back to where it was uh, few, uh, two years ago. And, uh, of course, that's a big vote. And I have no idea. Is, that gonna, is, is uh, Principal Bork going to head to Baton Rouge for that yep. vote?
2: Yep. Mr. Bork's going to Baton Rouge tomorrow um, to, to cast our vote on it.
1: Is that something David Jordan will be also involved in since he's the athletic director at Catholic High right now?
2: Um, we, we, we had a sit-down discussion about it, me, Coach Jordan, and Mr. Bork. Um, I don't think Coach Jordan's going to it. Okay. Uh, only one person can vote, so if okay. he went he would just basically be – sitting there while, well, he, while Mr. Board pressed well, the
1: button. Well, with uh, with uh, Mr. Bork going, I thought maybe uh, if he didn't go, that uh, uh, Coach Jordan would have his proxy. So, you could, so
2: Coach Jordan could be the proxy. You know, we have a few different people. I could also be it as an assistant principal, as an administrator. Okay. Um, but, but no, Mr. Bork's going. You know, he, he's very involved in, in, in what we're doing, you know, and what the state's trying to do. Um, you know, he cares, about, he cares about Catholic High, obviously, but he also cares about the state, um, you know, and that's one of the things uh, that we feel like, you know, we as a school, and you know, everyone, everyone's entitled to their opinions. Sure. I, know, I know, like you said, someone that you know of is, is completely against what happened last year. That's right. But we feel like that's what's best for the state. Um, well, it kind you know, of evens things out, it, too. It definitely does. And a lot of these schools that, that were on the non select side in the past, that I'm sure who, who you're referring to, I have no idea who it is. But they're drawing kids outside their school district just as much as we are. The only difference is our kids are paying to go.
1: Yeah, and not only that, but, uh, you know, if uh, kids can uh, go anywhere, and it, it takes place right even in this parish, in Lafayette Parish, uh, to us uh they've got other than south side uh, because they just don't have room to bring in more kids these kids can go to any high school in the parish uh, for whatever endeavor or what they want to uh see their future as whether it be business or the arts or mm-hmm. whatever uh, music
2: yeah and i mean it is a lottery system at times but i'm sure there are some schools i'm not gonna say i'm sure it's not all the schools but i'm sure right. there are some that you know find ways to pull strings but it is what it is i mean i made it very clear that in my opinion we we shouldn't be split um you know yeah oh yeah there should be
1: five championships i would love
2: to see us go back together um i know some schools are completely against that and i get it i get that you know there are some 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 private schools some select schools that that have you know kind of kind of bent the rules and and in some cases cheated um but you know to me that that's kind of on the lhsa that did they didn't do a great job monitoring it um and it kind of hurt you know Louisiana High School athletics, yeah, in my opinion.
1: It did. Anyway, Coach, uh, time to take our next break here. You listen to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Freeman's Food and Furniture has been locally owned and operated since
0: 1941. With their 18,000 square foot showroom floor, Freeman's Furniture Store is certain to have what you're looking for. Need a comfortable mattress? Tempur-Pedic and Sealy are like no other, and they're only available at Freeman's. With 60-month interest-free financing, you couldn't sleep better. Freeman's Food and Furniture Complex located on the corner of Hopkins and Admiral Doyle Drive right here in New Iberia. Visit Freeman soon. The tradition continues. Hi, I'm Donald Hennigan with Hennigan Team Dentistry. I, along with my entire team, have served Iberia Parish and the surrounding communities for the past 39 years. I'm happy to announce that my daughter, Dr. Abigail hennigan Daly, has just recently joined us as a dental associate. Together, we commit to offering the best possible dental care in a relationship of trust and confidence. Call our office today at 364-2156 and allow us to change the way you feel about dentistry. Go Panthers!
2: At Session Wealth, our goal is simple. We want to help you define, reach, and exceed your financial goals. Using our processes, we prepare clients for both the expected and unexpected life brings us. No one can predict the future,
3: but we can certainly help prepare for it at Session Wealth. For all that we expect in life and what we don't expect in life, we strive to prepare clients for all life has to offer. So for all life has to offer, contact Bert Session Jenny Bizet at Session Wealth. Securities offered through Triad Advisors, LLC, Memora Fenora, SIPC. Investment advice offered through GWM Advisors. Advisors, a registered investment advisor, GWM Advisors and SeschaWell are separate entities from Triad Advisors LLC.
0: This ranch is not about cattle or animals. We're talking about plants and much, much more. That's the Landscape Ranch right here in New Iberia. You can find all sorts of plants such as annuals, palm trees, and container trees, as well as a variety of chemicals and fertilizers to keep them healthy. Locally owned, they provide bulk materials such as sand, soil, limestone, rock, and they'll deliver right to your doorstep. While you're there, you can visit their lobby. You'll find gifts provided by local artists. The Landscape Ranch, located where Jefferson Terrace meets Main Street. Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the
1: 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome back to the CHS Coaches Show. I'm your host, Tony Landry, along with head football coach uh, Matt Desmo. And with that, coach, uh, I know there are a lot of other things going on at Catholic High right now. You mentioned a little bit earlier about the uh, JV teams uh, and freshman uh I guess uh, winning a big game uh, last uh, week, I think you said they beat Kaplan in, in a game. And, uh, of course, I know there are other things going on with there. And uh, with that, uh, I know volleyball, cross country, and there are other sports on their way through, plus homecoming uh, is next week, Coach. So uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, elaborate on some of those activities.
2: Yeah, real quick before I leave football, though. We do have, we have a JV game tomorrow um, at home against Turlings, freshman team. Um, so we, you know, we picked. We were supposed to play Ascension, but they had some injuries and they didn't have enough people. So I was able to get in touch with Coach Coach Chapanche over there at Turling, So We were able to make that work out. So we have a game tomorrow. Um, our fifth and sixth grade and seventh and eighth grade teams both beat St. Jen last week. Um, and this week they play host to Cathedral on Wednesday at Catholic High. So that's another big one for them. Um, so so our middle school team. I think both middle school teams are, are undefeated in league play so far. They beat Fatima Cathedral. I mean Fatima and St. Jen. Um and they have cathedral this week. So
1: and when you say Saint Jen that's Saint Genevieve? Yeah, Saint Genevieve. Okay, all right.
2: Um, um, but yeah, volleyball is going on. Um, our girls they're nineteen and eight right now. Um, I think they went five and one since our last uh, last um, meeting. Uh, they beat East. As- they beat Ascension Episcopal in five sets on I believe Tuesday last week. All right. Then they beat Academy of Sacred Heart of Grand Coteau in three um, last week. I'm not sure. I think it was Thursday maybe. And they had a tournament this weekend where they, they beat Vanderbilt Catholic two games to one because in tournament they only played best out of three. Right. Um, and they beat Morgan City and Iota both two games to zero. And they lost to East Ascension uh, one game to two. That's a 5A school, That is a 5A school. So in, in volleyball, it's Division I, uh, the highest division there is. Um, they also have they also have um, two games this week. They're both away. Tomorrow they play at St. Mortonville, and then Thursday they play at Cecilia. And they are in a tournament at Nish this, this weekend as well.
1: So, Coach uh, Gary Westcott's got those young ladies <laughs> playing a lot of games too. But it's great experience in that regard. In uh, nineteen and eight, as you mentioned, uh, uh, that's something I need to look up for next Monday and see why, what their power rating yeah. is in the they, state. They're right probably now.
2: starting it kind of close. Um, they normally volleyball normally finishes up that last week in October. So less than a month left before they start playoffs
1: yeah so uh with that uh don't know if you might have any information or cross country or any other sports that are transferring or, or moving on right now
2: yeah we have a few uh, a few meets going on cross country competes this saturday at um acadiana park i think it's a turlings catholic meet all right um and then swimming competes again tomorrow at roby show center i know they have one kid that's qualified for state by time i don't think our swim team's quite as big as it has been in the past all right um but we do have one that already qualified for state and i know i know they're doing a good job they're working hard same think for cross country um and you know that's about it that's competing right now i know starting next week i believe monday is the first day that um basketball boys and girls basketball can start practicing and i think soccer is right around that same time too
1: and of course aside of this school they have a uh, numerous football players and also basketball basketball Yes, yeah,
2: so they won't have those guys um but you know they'll, they'll better start working with them after school because, um, because Coach Casey does have a handful of guys that Coach Casey and Coach Owen and uh, Coach Josh have a handful of guys all right. that, um, or just basketball players sure. or, or basketball slash baseball players. Um, and then, like I said, soccer can, can get started. You know, we have two new soccer coaches this year: Coach Hale Tron, all the boys uh, soccer coach, and Coach Brian Moody, the girls soccer coach. Um, and then we also have a new girls basketball coach. Um, so, you know, so that's going to be good to see how they do um, going forward. Uh, you know, so like I said, they start next week. I'm not sure if soccer starts on Monday or not or if it's the following week because, you know, everything's a little bit different. Yeah, I can't help you there. <laughs> I know it's either next Monday or the following okay. week. Okay, all uh, right. I- I'll know for next week. And
1: Catholic High's had some pretty good soccer teams over the years too. They have, they have. In that regard. So a lot of kids uh, out there, of course. Uh... Anyway, Coach, uh, I know homecoming, I don't know if you have something a little bit on that homecoming uh I believe not this Friday, but the following Friday, yeah. which will be uh, uh, Triskaidekaphobia, and that's uh, Friday the thirteenth.
2: Okay, oh, you, you're right. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. But uh, yeah, so homecoming's next week. Um, so we got a lot going on next week. Uh, next Monday is going to be our homecoming mass. I know we normally have masses on Thursday, right. but on homecoming week, we always have it on the Monday, and, and you know all the public's invited to come to that. Um, you know, it's great when we have a, a full gym for mass sure. um celebrating you know celebrating what what it's really all about
1: and that'll be in the fall of the dish gym is that, that would correct be, yes sir that would be in the not dish the father mott gym
2: not the fall of the mott gym <laughs> okay. uh in the dish gym at nine twenty a.m is about when it starts um that afternoon we're going to have the fourth through eighth graders have dodgeball at five o'clock inside the gym all right um i think i don't know what gym it's in okay before you ask that's okay um so they'll have that at 5 o'clock, and then after that at 6.30, we have the high school paint wars um, where the different classes throw the, that liquid paint on each other Yeah, and all I that.
1: remember uh, that uh, in turn. No guns, though. They don't have no, any guns. No, it's just use, throwing little so balls, it's, it's, uh, paint balls. It's
2: like it's, um, sponges, basically. Okay. So they throw yeah, okay. the sponges, and, and they go with that. All right. Um, then on Tuesday, the 10th, uh, they have Manther Volleyball. So that's the junior and senior boys play volleyball against each other after the um, varsity volleyball game. All right. So I don't know, there's no specific time that it's going to start, but probably around, I guess, 6.30, 7 yeah, o'clock, because the, the girls play 4, 5, 6, so probably okay. about 7, 7.30, I guess. All right. Um, that's pretty
1: competitive, too. Yeah, typically <laughs> is. <laughs> I can't um, recall.
2: And then same concept, you know, on Wednesday, uh, the 11th, is a powderpuff game where the junior and senior girls play play two-hand touch football or uh-huh. flag football. All right. Um, that's going to happen at 2 o'clock during, like, seventh-hour time, right, right at the very end of the school day. Um, that's on the um, varsity football field.
1: Okay, and homecoming uh, that Friday uh, going to be try to get uh, invite all the alums back and uh, absolutely with that with homecoming courts and all that uh, yep. in regard and uh, that's going to all take place at seven o'clock. Well, probably some pregame though. Uh, yeah, uh, so with that. So,
2: we'll, so well, there'll probably be a little bit pregame, but most of that you know the um, the record will, be announced, the court at will be announced at halftime. Yeah. so
1: um, but a lot going on at Catholic High Coach right yep. now. Anyway, a big game Friday night as you uh, play your first district game against uh, the Ascension Episcopal Blue Gators over in Youngsville. Uh, kickoff, 7 o'clock. Anything to let our fans know? Anything uh, – with regards to uh, cost seating or anything that comes into play that you can think of?
2: No, not that I'm aware of. But there is one more thing I want to throw in real quick. All right. Um, after the homecoming game next Friday, everyone's invited. All the adults are invited to um, come to uh, a get-together that's going to announce the 11th dance with the stars cast. Oh, okay. Time. So we okay. will have that after the homecoming game next Friday.
1: Okay. So, well, as I said, a lot going on at Catholic High, uh, uh this week. Uh, and next week uh, with homecoming on the line, of course, uh, With that, of course, uh, the CHS Coaches Show is brought to you in part by Gulf America Wire Rope, Romero's Power Sports, Sestor Wealth Management, The Landscape Ranch, Freeman's Furniture, Allstate Credit, RR Glass, Hennigan Team Dentistry, The UPS Store, Catholic High School, Muss and Integrity Rentals, BNL Engine Repair, Gulf Marine, Action Specialties, HMC Farm, Senate Campaign, Dr. Uh, Rosenzweig uh, Group, United Fire and Safety, Swing Insurance, Stepco Products, Colder CPAs, HIS Fire and Safety, and Musos Investment Group. And With that, we'll say good night and God bless.
0: ...in need of two diesel technicians who are experienced in repairing and servicing 18-wheelers. You must have your own tools, transportation, and a clean driving record. Pay is dependent upon experience. Benefits include employee health care, holiday pay, and vacation pay. Call 337-365-2111 for more information. Once again, call 337-365-2111.
1: Hi, I'm Corey Averick,
0: co-owner of r and Glassworks. We specialize in auto and truck glass repair and replacement, window motors, and frameless shower doors. We also handle plexiglass and storefront repair and replacement. Give us a call at 365-9311 or come by and see us at 1006-D20 Alpert Road in New Iberia. So, for all your glass needs, remember r r Glassworks. Thank you and God bless.
3: Times are tough right now for small businesses. But as a small business owner, you're pretty tough too. In case you needed a reminder, you started your own business. And while there's certainly more challenges ahead, the UPS Store is always here to help. Should your small business need any ink, we're ready with every ink. Printing, mailboxing, notarizing, whatever ink we can do. The UPS Store. Every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store franchise locations are independently owned and operated. Services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Catholic High School is dedicated to the development of 4th through 12th grade students through academic excellence and Christ-centered values rooted in caring discipline, compassion, and zeal. CHS offers a variety of classes to serve all students, including band, photography, dual enrollment college credit courses, as well as 14 sports for male and female students. Call us today for your personal tour and visit www.chspanthers.com for more details.
0: Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 1075.